It's a beautiful day for a motor race. The fellas did a great job this weekend. Finish her off. guys that was uh this is the first podcast for it nascar is. that NASCAR was our podcast we gotta come up with a name we do that was the introduction though that was the introduction that mm-hmm. was that was the introduction also used for the final lap that is our show which will be tomorrow tomorrow the, yes. it, it's a special edition of the final lap tomorrow at 10 a.m 10 a.m i thought yeah. it was at 1 p.m is it at one we'll, we'll get back to you on that <laughs> but we'll uh yeah i'm a i'm john boy yeah, I'm Ant, Anthony, but you're pretty much going to be called Ant for the yeah. rest of the show. So this is something new we're doing, a little NASCAR podcast, and I am always down to talk some racing, whether it be NASCAR, Indy, Formula One. If it goes fast and has four wheels, I'm in. Yeah, pretty much. He does work at a super dealership, too. So That's true. Got them SCI flows going. You got to love SCIs, man. So, uh, yeah. So to kick off the podcast, we're going to talk okay. about some NASCAR action we had on campus last week. We did. Was April, it, no, was it last week or was it this it week? It was last week. It was last week. You're April right, you're 10th, right. we had Justin Haley swing through. What a he's guy. A, he is He is uh, second year in a row, second year in a row doing this Pocono Raceway College Tour. It's the fourth annual college tour, Pocono Raceway College Tour. And last year, Justin Haley came out. This year, he came out. And I think it's great to have a college-aged guy come out and talk racing to college students college students i kind of agree with you it, it adds to like the whole college aspects and college environment he's not too old where he can't be relatable or easy to or hard to talk to he's like very relatable he's very open because he's at the same age yeah. and when i feel like when not kids but like when adults or just college students talk with people the same age like it makes it easier to connect with and like have that discussion right and uh i didn't even know about this pocono raceway college tour last year until you know i was you know, walking between classes or something, and I seen a big Sunoco sign. And Sunoco with me, Sunoco with pretty much everybody. When you see a Sunoco sign, that's pretty much synonymous with NASCAR and racing. And you know, so I went up the stairs to check it out and seen this whole event going on. Yeah, uh, with Justin Haley and Pocono Raceway, and they had a sports management club out doing a bunch of events. And did you see his car? He didn't have his car. They he had did. Didn't they have the car underneath uh, Stroud? Because there was a NASCAR car. Well, that was that was Pocono Raceway's Corvette, or not a Corvette, Camaro. Camaro. That was a really beautiful car. It was, I took a bunch of pictures of that. Yeah, it was amazing. So the, I seen that. I can't remember if they had the car last year, but I seen the tent, and I went up the steps by the Union, and around the corner is where I seen the the event, and I seen Justin Haley, and being a NASCAR fan, I knew who he was, and. And it was really cool. It was I was like, wow! Like, I I was amazed that we got that involved with you know Pocono Raceway and bringing uh, NASCAR talent to the campus. I thought that was really cool. It is a smart idea, considering the fact that Pocono Raceway is like not even thirty minutes away. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize we have uh, uh, you know a NASCAR track. I mean, that it's, close. it adds to the Pocono experience. We have like the mountains, the ski right. resorts, stuff like that. But now we have. The raceway. raceway and like i feel like it's interesting because it, it's like it's a summer and spring and then you got the 
resorts, which are winter. So it adds to the seasonal experiences that you could do here at East Strasburg or at Pocono Mountain. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, so that was last week. Uh, he toured around. He did a you know little presentation to the sports management group, um, and that whole that whole team from the sports management group put on an amazing event, and um, it was a really fun time. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just just give me a minute. Okay, we're good. Um, yeah, it was a very. I actually went to the uh, same thing. I actually tried to uh, change the tire. First of all, tires are very heavy. Like yeah. I did not expect them they to had be the pit that crew heavy. Challenge. Yeah, no, it was, and my pit crew thing was terrible. My numbers weren't that bad, but they were not to the point as I thought it was going to be as great. They weren't that bad, but the tire like weighs maybe fifteen pounds. And like I don't know how they literally lift it up, put it in, and pop in all the screws in seven seconds. Like that's super impressive. Like that takes so much talent and so much work. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely they definitely make it look easy on TV. But hey, that's why they're doing what they do, and they're the best. We of the watch best. from exactly from our couches or the grandstands. Do you want to talk about uh, uh, Richmond, Virginia? Yeah. Richmond, the past race, the Toyota Cares, um, the Toyota Care two fifty, the Xfinity race, which was Friday. Uh, Let's see, what day was that? That would have been April 12th. Yes. And then we had the Cup Series race the very following because night. we don't have a race this weekend because it's like it's, the season holidays. Right, and like they get Easter. Yeah. Go, go enjoy time with their family. Which is respectable. Absolutely. And then uh, on the 13th of last week, we had the uh, Toyota Owners 400, which surprisingly, surprise, surprise, a Toyota one. I mean, um, it is a Toyota's. Four hundred. Right. Don't worry, 400. I'm not. I'm not talking black helicopters and tin foil hats. I think it was about time Martin Truex got his uh his ni- number nineteen uh, auto owners insurance Joe Gibbs stable car into victory lane. But uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the race. There was a lot of naysayers, of course, like there's always going to be. But I I thoroughly enjoyed the race. Um, there was a lot of action towards the end. Um, Joey Logano gave Martin Truex a run for his money and ended up giving us a .178 second margin of victory. It was a very, I feel like Joey Logano is kind of like underrated in a way because he performed pretty well. Yeah. Well, he's not he underrated. underrated. I didn't mean underrated. Right. He's, he's obviously won plenty of uh, yeah. races. I didn't mean underrated, but I meant like he's a very talented racer. Absolutely. He's completely talented um and he's going to be in this industry for a long time to come but he definitely gave martin truex jr a run for his money there on the final lap and there's no questions asked and i know it's all hearsay and shoulda woulda coulda but if there were if joey logano had another half a lap he was going to win that race that's just the way the finish of this thing ended up and to go through the top 10 uh, Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, Clint Boyer, Kevin Harvick, and Denny Hamlin rounded out the top five. Then he had Austin Dillon, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, Ryan Newman, and Paul Menard. A race that Kyle Busch did not win. The top right. A race that Kyle Busch did not win. It's kind of um, funny. I, would you say that this race was more suspenseful than other races in the previous, in the earlier in the seasons? Season. In the seasons, what I'm trying I, to say. I would say this was probably in my opinion the best race we've had this season really yes one of the best races we've had this season just with the aero package 
Um, and the nature of Richmond being a tight, short track, we didn't get that typical rooting and gouging that we see at, at short tracks, but we still seen a lot of, we seen passing through the field. Uh, we seen an amazing finish there at the end. Joey Logano really put on a show there at the end, giving Martin, like I said, he gave Martin Truex a run for his money. It was very suspenseful. Like I watched it too, and that's why I'm only asking you because I thought it was, I, in my opinion, I'm still new to NASCAR. Like this is my first year watching it, like yeah. fully. I feel like that was the most suspenseful race I've seen yet during this season so far. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so uh, Joey Logano. It'll, you know, another half a lap, that's all it would have taken. The thing that I liked about this race was with eight laps to go, I had no clue who was going to win this race. There was no, there was nobody absolutely dominating the field. You know, Joey Logano was going to pass Martin, uh, Martin Truex Jr. Clint Boyer gave Joey Logano a run for his money for runner up. The, you know, with, with even five laps to go, I had no idea who was going to who was going to come home with the Toyota owners I, I for a hundred like trophy. I feel like that's because of the aero package. I feel like that's the only reason why it's that a happened. Lot, it's a lot to do with the aero package, in my opinion. If we look, um, let's go back one year ago. Yes, that is true. And we're using RacingReference.com for these for these statistics. Only uh, site to get your racing statistics. Only site. They actually have everything about NASCAR, like the drivers, the races, uh, previous years. It's it just a really well-run site to find anything you really want about NASCAR. So last year, okay, so we had a .511 margin of victory. Uh, and again, the Toyota did win. The Toy 2018 Toyota Owners 500. There were 16 lead changes. There was only eight this year. But I don't know if that's directly correlated with the package or not. I think the package had a lot. I think the package, I'll say this. I think the package was good for the racetrack. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm still a little skeptical to see what this package is going to do at Pocono. So you're pretty much saying like how it's helpful during like the racetrack. We mean like the, like during the races for the drivers. Or like what do you mean by racetrack? Well, I think the layout of Richmond being a fairly flat, okay, short track. I get what you're saying like it depends on the races and like the it's, way the racetrack is designed. I get correct. what you're saying now. Okay. It was a, it was a very high speed. It's a it's a high speed short track. I, I, okay, in that case, yes. I mean, Pocono is not. It's more longer, obviously. Right. So Pocono, I feel you like... have your higher speeds. It it get ends up getting really drawn out, follow the leader type racing, where you don't typically get that at, you know, the mile and a half and shorter. Well, mile one mile tracks and shorter. I feel like um, Pocono race is still going to be suspenseful because of this package. I feel like even though it's like longer and like. Fast, I still feel like there's opportunities for anyone to pass anyone, mm -hmm. and there's to be different like uh shifts in each uh placement, absolutely. And the speeds went up this year. Everybody's exactly. talking about oh, they're taking horsepower away, they're giving all this downforce. The cars are gonna suck because they're slow. Downforce the makes like momentum, and momentum creates speed. Sorry for interrupting you, that's okay. But uh, pole speed for this year's 2019 Toyota Owners 400. Pull speed, 124.298 miles per hour. If we go to last year, uh, pull speed, 123.859. So that's a whole mile, pretty much a mile per hour slower. And that's without that the package up. last year. This year we have the reduced um, downforce, you know, or more downforce, I should say, which theoretically, according to all the naysayers, should slow the cars down. 
but that's just not the case. The cars are still fast. It still takes a lot of skill to, to drive these things. And I'm in, I, so far 2019, I like what I see. I feel like it takes uh, it's it's a major difference, like a mile slower. Like it may not sound that much difference, but like that's a lot of time. That's a lot of um, seconds and minutes. I count these like racing is a very fast paced sport, even though like some people argue the fact that it's not. It is seconds, minutes, all that matters. The amount of how long it takes you to change your tires, how long it takes you to shift gears, mm-hmm. all that time matters so that's actually a really big improvement a really big difference and like like i said um nascar is like one of the cool corporations that actually like listens to its followers listens to its listeners and absolutely i totally agree 100 percent um so that was the recap of the 2019 toyota owners 400 at richmond and we had cash for dash right well, that dash for dash cash for cash. dash for cash i uh switched that around yeah, you got bad. that a little backwards but that's okay I always do that. We'll move it's, on. It's weird. It's it's all good. It is all good. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately. Cole Custer coming home with a hundred thousand dollars extra in his pocket. Got love that, Custer, that'll, man. That'll help a lot for his condo that he just bought. Oh, I, his townhome. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. bought a brand new townhome. That you know, gonna need some furniture, some pictures. Maybe oh. get himself painted on a big mosaic or something. You know, why not with his car in the background? Yeah, yeah. That's what his... I'd want. Nice, nice little hood picture of you sitting on the car, being like, "Yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm Custer. Yeah. What do you want from me, man?" Absolutely. So, for those of you who may not know, the Dash for Cash is a is a thing that the Xfinity Series puts on for its drivers, and it starts. It pretty much starts off in Texas. They they qualify in Texas, meaning the top four finishers at texas motor speedway go on to race for dash for cash at bristol motor speedway the winner of bristol motor speedway wins a hundred thousand dollars the top four automatically qualify for the next upcoming race which was richmond raceway the winner of richmond raceway gets a hundred thousand dollars which we just mentioned was cole custer and then the top four in that race which was austin sindrick justin algar and tyler reddick will automatically qualify for Dash for Cash uh, in two weeks. Well, in one week from this week, next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get it right week, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Next week, they automatically, those four drivers, Cole Custer, Austin Sindrick, Justin Allgaier, and Tyler Reddick, automatically qualify for the Dash for Cash. You know what's really cool about Dash for Cash is that you could consistently win placement mm-hmm. in like one to four, and you could consistently Go to cash for dash, yeah, and just win money. Last year, Elliot Sadler, I think he won twice, he really? twice, two two times in a row. So that's I like think twenty thousand, two hundred thousand. My bad, two hundred thousand dollars. And then, and then his that teammate Justin Algar, I believe, won. I would have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. I know Elliot Sadler won multiple. How many uh, dash for cash do they have in the season? They like, have. When does it officially this, like end? This ends. Let's see here, going through the. I notes. feel like it wouldn't last for the full season. I feel like it'd be like halfway or something like that. Not even maybe maybe like a quarter, because like they can't just give out money. <laughs> right. I mean, I would love for them to give out money, but no. Um, I was thinking this summer of I'm from New Jersey, so Pocono Raceway is about maybe like two hours because here maybe two hours and thirty minutes because here it's like thirty minutes and the trip from here to my from my house is like two hours. So I was thinking like in this summer when they do perform a race in Pocono Raceway, which will be it be here. I'm probably gonna come down and watch it for the experience because I haven't experienced a full race yet, and I feel like it'd be it's in, it's it's like an sort it's a very interesting and unique experience to experience like watching hockey live for the first time because I've done that multiple times. I would just 
I'm gonna come down and hopefully get to experience a full NASCAR feel. You son, let me tell you, you go to one race, you're hooked. That's it. You all it takes is that smell of the race fuel and the the rubber, and the atmosphere, people walking all around, and you will be hooked. The sounds, the sights. The smell. Get yourself a pit paddock pass. Get down pit in the nitty gritty where the okay. garage is, and you will be hooked. Okay. So, uh, so let's see. We go to Talladega and Dover. We end at Dover. The dash for cash ends at Dover. I had to look this up to make sure I was was giving correct information. So this is from NASCAR.com. It's a four race series dash for cash. Um, program only eligible to drivers competing for driver's points, which means Cup Series drivers can't come down and stink to show up. This is exclusive to Xfinity Series drivers. Which I think is very interesting and cool because that leads a smaller guy to, like, get in the race. Right. And allows, like, different, like, new like new racers and new drivers to uh, come in, win, and show what their skills are capable of. Right. And, and just to make clear, there's something that Comcast and Xfinity puts on every year and I I love this I love this um, dash for cash format um, I feel like it puts on great racing um, it gives a chance for the, the, the up and coming drivers of the Xfinity series to show their stuff show but their skills playing, playing devil's advocate and both sides of the fence or however you want to coin it I kind of like when the cup drivers come down into the lower series I, I can understand that. I could see your point. It, I kind of do too, but at the same time, like, if they're really, like, disgusting and really good, they kind of, like, take the fame. Well, not take the fame, but they destroy the right. newcomers. Kyle, Kyle Busch has kind of stunk to show up, you know, quote, a few unquote, races. stunk to a show few races. up. He, he's won a lot of the lower series uh, trucks and, and Xfinity races, leading to his 200th overall NASCAR career victory once again congrats because that's quite a feat to overcome however i feel like it's also good for newcomers to see experienced drivers perform in front of them race against them well my take on it is kyle bush coming down and racing in kbm equipment obviously it's top notch top of the line you can't get any better than kyle bush toyota supras in the nascar xfinity series my double-edged sword is it gives if if I'm a if I'm on an Xfinity series team just as a crew member, not even a driver, and I know Kyle Bush is gonna be in the show, it makes me want to work that much harder to beat him, to prove to him and and essentially the entire NASCAR world that hey, just because that this guy's coming down with, you know, more money, better equipment, whatever it makes me want to work that much harder to to beat him. And when we do beat him, a.k.a. Cole Custer, you know, sweeping him, it, it, it's possible. It is just because these guys are coming down doesn't mean that they're automatically aimed to win. You know, work harder, get your stuff straight, figure out what they're doing, and go out there and, and you know, beat, beat them the, uh, at these races. Right. I've never, I never thought of it like that. Because, like, I can understand where you're coming from. Like, they kind of get inspired from, not inspired, but, like, it makes them push harder, makes them want to earn it more. I, I never thought of it like that. It's actually a very interesting way to receive that Pacific uh, racing with different right. people like Kyle Busch. And we actually have seen it in previous races, as right. you said, uh, Cole Custer. 
beating Kyle Busch, which is uh, actually I feel like it's like a stepping stone for him to like help his career out. Because I feel like if you see that you could beat Kyle Busch and you could you know that you're going to be a great racer, and you're going to keep on pushing, get getting better from there, where you could be one of the best racers in uh, NASCAR history. I agree. And it was at Auto Club. I had to check RacingReference.com. It was Auto Club where Cole Custer held off Kyle Busch. And and to my point, and the double-edged sword is, yeah, when these Cup guys come down, they kind of you know they they they're winning the better majority of the races that they're competing in but what the other teams have to do that are not cup affiliated is figure their stuff out and prove that hey this these guys aren't going to come down it's not just Kyle Busch Joey Logano um uh Brad Keselowski uh there's there's a slew of drivers that come down from the cup series into the Xfinity series and I don't I don't blame them because they are race car drivers and they're doing what they love to do. They want what to win. the Xfinity Series teams need to figure out is what they're doing on the track and in the garage, and emulate that and beat them. That would I, that I would make feel me feel like as it has fan. to do with a full crew thing of how to beat teams and uh, race like, racers like this. Because if your team could like, it's like kind of like watching film, like watching yourself race watching yourself study like studying the way Kyle Busch's movements are studying the way these cup drivers produce like going around a bend or going around a straightaway or just how they maneuver how they cut someone off how they stay in first mm-hmm. like just by studying different film what you do and what they do and like try to like copying not copying but like anyway, mastering your craft just, follow like, just following it pretty much right. like I feel like that also influences it too like you need to you need to like kind of like learn from uh the best kind of way mm-hmm. you see it in other organizations and stuff like that yeah, so like totally you know i i don't have an issue with the cup drivers coming down and it gets a little old yes seeing the same guy win over and over again but i'm still just as excited to watch that guy win as anybody else that is true because you if you let's say you followed kyle bush when he first was a rookie you're seeing him race again and maybe go next mm-hmm. video series which would be cheaper than a cup series would be accelerating for you because you fully followed him through his whole career that that means something to you right yep so um, much love to Kyle Busch. He's definitely going to go down as one of the greatest race car drivers of all time. He's the greatest race car driver, in my opinion, of this time, of his generation. Um, but definitely going down as one of the greatest up there with, I feel, with all the other greats. I feel like Joey Logano, too, will be up there. Yeah, Joey Logano, you know, he's he's only, I believe he's 28, going on 29 yeah, he's now. still really young. He's like still he still has potential. You know, potentially another 15 years of solid, good racing going on. So, and there's others in the field that I would keep an eye on, that aren't going anywhere anytime soon. But um, so yeah, there's that. Um, another thing I would like to touch on. What is that? See, we 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 started off this podcast with two topics, not knowing we having did. a clue what we were going to talk about. But as no. I'm sitting here, I'm like, this will be a good topic. Um. Christopher Bell. He's a Toyota. He's a Toyota. He's in the Toyota quote unquote farm. That is true. You know, the farm system like the MLB. So Christopher Bell, he's a Toyota driver um, who is looking to make his move to the Cup Series next year. Only problem with that is I'll lay out the scenario. He's under Joe Gibbs racing, right? Joe Gibbs does not want to let him go. Eric Jones, who currently drives the number 20 car for Joe Gibbs Racing, them, him and 
Christopher Bell, according to Joe Gibbs, put out in a press release a couple weeks ago, have no worries or trepidation of being let go to other organizations, a.k.a. Hendrick Motorsports, a.k.a. Uh, you know, a Chevy team. So the problem comes to where all the rumor mills start with, you know, maybe Levine Family Racing is going to start up a second team and Christopher Bell is going to go to the 59 car for Levine Family Racing. Maybe Martin Truex Jr. is going to get pushed out of the 19 car and go over to Levine Family Racing because he brings veteranism and and his um, ability and knowledge to the 59 car. Maybe uh, Eric Jones is going to lose his ride, which, according to Joe Gibbs, isn't going to happen. But there's all these rumor mills going on. The problem I have with this is, all right, Christopher Bell, yes, he, in my opinion— Very talented. He's very talented. He's ready for a cup ride. He's been in the series three three years. He has ten wins. The problem I have with this is the, the clamoring we're seeing and hearing from the cup garage of who's going to lose a ride, who's going to move where. I feel like we're pushing these guys too fast through the through the Xfinity series, series, through the okay. lower series, just to get a cup ride. So you feel like they should get more experience I feel and like, then go to the Cup Series because with that experience allows you to win more Cups? Correct. I feel like 10 races is is a feat, yes. He's been in the Series for three years. He's got 10 wins under his belt. He's got a plethora of top 10s and top 5s. The issue I have is the fact that we're causing a commotion up in the Cup Series, which, yes, it's exciting. Yes, it produces silly season talk, middle of the season. But... Martin Truex Jr. is a hell of a driver. I don't see him going anywhere. If Joe Gibbs got rid of Martin Truex Jr. at the end of the season and Martin Truex Jr. puts on the same kind of show he's done the last two years with Furniture Row, I would have a problem with that. Um, Joe Gibbs said himself, uh, Eric Jones isn't going anywhere. So we know that Christopher Bell isn't taking the 20 car. Would Christopher Bell go to Levine Family Racing, which in reality is kind of like stepping equipment wise it's kind of like a demotion levine family racing for those who don't know have their alliance with joe gibbs they have a technical alliance with joe gibbs but would christopher bell be willing to take that second ride at levine family racing and I, I i'm really interested would. to see because i feel like it has to do with kind of like pride like if you think about it, if he wants to get the cup series now I'm not saying that he has a big ego, he's like prideful, he could be like the nicest guy. I'm just saying that he wants to move. I don't think he's going to demote himself to get up there. I feel like he wants to be promoted. Like the move to the Cup Series is promotion, not a demotion. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, why would he want to demote himself to be promoted? Right. In a way, you're like digging yourself. You're digging a hole, but you're digging it like with a spoon instead of a shovel. Right. You're not helping yourself at that point. You're just kind of hurting yourself. And, you know, Rumor mill has it that Toyota is not going to let Christopher Bell go. So it'll be really interesting in the next few months or so to see where the story pans out. Uh, I don't see him taking a Joe Gibbs ride in the Cup Series. I don't see Martin Truex Jr. going anywhere. I don't see uh, Eric Jones going anywhere. Uh, Denny Hamlin seems pretty solid, and Kyle Busch just signed an extended contract. Yeah, Kyle Busch is definitely going anywhere. I feel like he should wait maybe one or two more years in the Xfinity Series. Right. And then once, like, one of the Cup players, not 
not too terrible, but like show like less uh, statistically proven that they could win, then he'll have a shot. Right. Like if he just waits a little longer, I feel like he gets more practice. I'm not saying he's not talented enough to get it now because he definitely is very talented. Right. But if he just waits, I feel like he'd get a better yeah. option. Now, don't get me wrong. To play and Toyota's definitely not going to get rid of him. No. Joe Gibbs made it pretty clear in the in the statement that Eric Jones and Christopher Bell are here to stay under the Toyota camp and under Joe Gibbs racing. Now, if Denny Hamlin were to come out and say, hey, this is my last season. I'm retiring at the end of the 2019 season. I'd be all for put him in, coach. Put Christopher Bell in that number 11 car and let him see what he can do. I don't like the clamoring that I'm seeing in the Cup Series in the silly season talk in the middle of April. I mean, it's exciting. It's it's stuff to talk about. It's gossip. But I just feel like we're pushing these guys through the Xfinity Series too quick. Do you feel like they're just inexperienced? or like Not no, that I, they're not inexperienced, but like they're just too much pressure? He's, he's ready to go to the Cup Series. He's, he's more than ready. He's proven that he can win. When he's proven that he's a good race car driver. I don't think the Cup Series is a completely different animal to the Xfinity Series. Um, the competition is tougher. The equipment is different. Um, I don't think Christopher Bell at this point in time would have a successful first year freshman run at Joe Gibbs Racing. I just don't see it happening. And that's top of the line equipment. I don't think, I don't see it happening. Chase Elliott, he came up, He's this is his third year or fourth year in the cup series it took him three years to get his first win in the cup series you know there there came a point in time when he was the runner-up at like every other race that he went to and it took him three years to get his first win he was very he was successful in the fact that he was driving Hendrick Motorsports equipment in that number 24 till he switched over to the nine but he was it took it took a lot of downfall and unsuccessful attempts to finally get that first and eventually second and third win in the Cup Series in that third-year run. I don't see Christopher Bell as being ready to get into top-of-the-line equipment, although I know he's a good race car driver. If there was a vacancy in the Toyota camp, I would be all for it. But to cause the clamoring up in the Cup Series garage, you know, for somebody who, in my opinion, just isn't ready for that type of competition. It's not worth it. It's not worth the talk. You feel like they're, like, going crazy? Not, like, crazy, but they're, like, what are you going to do? Like, do you, like, I'm trying to think of the question. But, like, like, I feel like I kind of, like, agree upon what you're saying. Like, they're kind of... Like, just pushing it too far. I feel like they're just pushing these kids through the Xfinity Series just to get them through. And, they're, you know, with the with the technology that we're using today in this series and in, in the NASCAR with the simulation and everything else, I feel like it's kind of a one-year-off thing. And, okay, here's a cup ride for you. And they end up falling flat on their face. You know, with Christopher Bell, I question why other drivers aren't moving, you know, Justin Allgaier is in his, you know, he's been a few years now uh, down in the Xfinity Series and a very success, uh, successful run in the Xfinity Series. And I think they're going to be, again, in contention for a NASCAR Xfinity Series championship this year. 
if a ride opened up for Justin Allgaier, I would be all for it. Hey, put him in. Let him let us but see what. But there's no, there's no. But like, there's there's nothing there's no open, ride. right? So there's no point in putting. No, not there's not the no point. But like he's very intelligent. But there's if there's no ride or no option for him to go in, you're right. saying like just don't put him in. Just let him be in the Xfinity series. Let him until stay in the Xfinity that, series until he has that option. Until he has that one person retires or one person's like, all right, I'm done. And I'm then stepping put away. Him in. Right. If it's that that it's better for both organizations and no one loses anything and right. anything like that. I'm not against Christopher Bell going to the Cup Series next year if he if a ride opens up. I just I don't see him getting into Joe Gibbs ride. Just to make that long story short, I don't see it. You know, Denny Hamlin's not going anywhere, and Eric Jones isn't going anywhere, and the other two drivers, in my opinion, are pretty much locked in the same. I don't see Martin Truex Jr. going anywhere. So, if Levine Family Racing were to open up that second ride, like the talks are showing let christopher bell go to that 59 car and get his feet wet in the cup series that way i feel like he should only race a few races in the cup series i feel like he should still race primarily in the xfinity series because i feel like that way like you said get his feet wet because if he gets his like just a little experience because like different equipment different cars not different cars but just like get different equipment different race tracks like you can't just jump in mm-hmm. it's like playing one level and a video game, then jumping in another level when it's two different things or two different cars. Right. You can't just jump in or else you're going to, like, you're going to f- fall flat on your feet. I agree. So my prediction, I'm making a prediction. Christopher Bell in the number 59 Levine Family Racing Toyota in 2020. That's my prediction. We'll see how that plays out. 2020? Yeah, it would be for next season. All right, I can see that. Um, Levine Family Racing put the like statement out. I feel like it should be, like, 2022, though. Or 21, my bad, not 22, 21. No, he's he's made it clear that he wants to go to the Cup Series like yesterday. <laughs> so this is my that's my prediction. Levine Family Racing, Christopher Bell, the number 59 Toyota Camry. Do you think he's going to do anything he, he can to make sure he gets in the Cup Series? Because, like, I don't think – I think he knows he, he's in a good, good organization that he's going to – if he sticks with them, he has potential to, like, do even better in that organization. Or do you think, like, because I feel like he wouldn't, like, I feel like he'd be dumb if he does something really stupid just to be in the Cup Series, like, today. Well, I I don't think he's going to do something. I don't think he's going to make silly moves to get into the Cup Series. I think, honestly, Levine Family Racing would, in my opinion, Levine Family Racing, as I've read on other racing sites and uh, wire services, some people think Levine Family Racing would be a a demotion for Christopher Bell. I disagree. Uh, Levine Family Racing just um, moved to the Toyota um, side of things. They got Matt DiBenedetto, um, who's having he's having a, an okay. He's consistent. He's running consistent. Um, I think I think Christopher Bell in the number fifty nine would be a good starting spot and let him go from there. I also would not be surprised if things don't go Christopher Bell's way to see him go to a different camp to a Hendrick Motorsports. To Richard Childress I Racing, feel like uh, Gibbs would not let that happen, though. I guess we'll see. Time will tell. Time, yeah, true. But if he does, I feel like if he did win to a different camp, I feel like it'd be, um, I feel like it'd be like Chevy or Ford. Right. Yeah, because T- Chell Gibbs is pretty much the only game in town when it comes to running Toyotas. I mean, you yeah. have Levine Family Racing, but they're a technical alliance with Joe Gibbs Racing. So when it comes to anything outside of Toyota, Joe Gibbs is. Or anything it, yeah. out of Joe Gibbs, I, rather. They're pretty much the only game in town when it exactly. comes to running their Toyotas. So so there's that we got to keep our eyes on. 
I feel I'm interested. I'm actually kind of intrigued by that. I feel like he's gonna. I feel like exactly what he's gonna say. I feel like he's gonna wait until 2020, mm. then I go to spot. I feel like I right. think that's the best bet for him to do, and I feel like that's gonna be the move he will do. Right. Because he so. is one hell of a racer. Like I saw him on uh at uh, Bristol, and yeah. he did an amazing job there. Yeah, he's definitely a shoe. So uh, next year, Poke, uh, NASCAR shook some things up. Oh, yes. This they, is very exciting. Big old shakeup in the NASCAR world uh, with the schedule, mainly. Um, let's pull it up here. It's uh, it's very interesting what they do with the schedule. Um, I actually, I'm really excited and hyped about it, and you guys should be too for anyone that is listening to this locally because it's, uh, it's a big step for uh, the Pocono community, I feel like, and the Pocono racetracks. There's uh, so much to be involved with the Pocono Effect too. I'm so. still trying to wrap my head around this schedule, and I am, I am. I'm I'm super psyched about it. I, am I can't wait for it. Like about it, it's, it's the Pocono. It's schedule. gonna be amazing. So it's gonna let's be spectacular. Get, let's get it pulled up. We'll announce the changes, the major changes. Those of you who've been longtime fans, uh, may have your likes or indifferences about the schedule. Me personally, I think it was a move in the right direction. The, the fans have been asking for a schedule shakeup, and NASCAR gave them a schedule shakeup for sure. Like I said, NASCAR always listens to their fans. That's what I love about NASCAR. So we're we're starting with Daytona. We're not changing Daytona. We're not. We're keeping the Daytona 500. From Daytona, we immediately go into the West Coast Swing, Las Vegas Auto Club, ISM. Then we come back to Atlanta. So there's that little shakeup there. First big one that I noticed when I first when the schedule first came out. Homestead, Miami, which is usually the season finale, Sunday, March twenty second. So Homestead is no more the it's season in the beginning finale. Of the season then it's going to be in the beginning of the season. Then you go down. You have Texas, your Bristol, your Richmond, Talladega, Dover, Martinsville. We do the six hundred, Charlotte, three weeks. Pocono Raceway. I'm coming down to s- schedule. Uh, everything looks okay. They move some things around here. There, Pocono. Wait, Pocono Raceway only has one date. They took a date from Pocono Raceway. This is this is this is craziness. In all actuality, a lot of people have seen that coming. But Pocono Raceway now has a double header NASCAR Cup Series. It's gonna be amazing. Weekend. We're going to both. The weekend we of go to both. June twenty seventh and June twenty eighth. A go to both. NASCAR Cup Series back to back. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. I can't wait. Double it's header. Be spectacular. It's gonna be amazing. I we gotta get a tent. We gotta camp out, man. We, we gotta make. We gotta like hunt in Pocono Mountain. Get our own the, gear. This is the. I I still can't wrap my head around the logistics of how this weekend is gonna go. I talked to a few folks from Pocono Raceway when they were here with Justin Haley for the Pocono Raceway College Tour, and they are just as hyped, if not more hyped, as I am, and I'm sure a lot of other race fans are. This is going to be the talk of the 2020 NASCAR season. I can't season. wait, especially if uh, Bell is uh, goes to the Cup in that season. That's going to be even better. It's, it's more hype. It's more excitement. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be, it, I, I can't wait. I, I just can't wait to see. I want to book our tickets right now. <laughs> it, and VIP tickets uh, from NASCAR.com apparently are available now. So buy, get your tickets. Um, it's it's going to get booked up. I feel going to instant. I would not be surprised to see that this weekend sells out both races because you, it's almost think about the thing about this way. You have trucks, two cup races, and I, you know, we're still waiting for the, f- f- you know, final 
schedule to come out as far as where the cup uh or rather the the trucks in the xfinity are going to run it's going to be one hell of an action-packed weekend of racing and i will definitely be there i cannot wait this is definitely going to be the talk of the 2020 season and then they're finishing off the season at ism raceway at phoenix international raceway they're they're doing the season finale that's interesting what they've they've never done in the past that's the weird part is it's phoenix i feel like it's never been wow completely this this, i I actually can't wait for next season next season's gonna be amazing I mean, this season's still good now. We have m- many races to go. We have so yep. many more suspenseful races. And it's just been like, this. these two years, I feel like, are like the years NASCARs have been uh, getting gaining popularity. They're listening to their fan base, and they're giving the fans what they're asking for. Which is spectacular. In turn, some of the fans are saying, hey, we want this. And then when they get it, oh, never mind, we don't want that. Go. Well, it's you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too, per se. You asked for it. A lot of the fans asked for a shake them in the schedule. They got it. I love it. I'm more excited to see what happens in 2020. I can't wait. Or 2021, rather, because that's when a lot of these contracts with these racetracks end. And we will probably most likely see another shakeup in the schedule for the 2021 season. As long as they keep on listening to their fans, I feel like NASCAR is not going anywhere. And I know people, this is another topic, I know people say that NASCAR is dying out because not many viewers but like that's true with every sport listen they're they're losing fans across all forms of sports in north america and exactly and everywhere you look you watch an mlb baseball game the, the the stands are empty you watch a basketball game you talk to people who are in that industry attendance is down it's it's something that is it's a blanket statement when you say attendance is down at a sporting event, it's not just NASCAR. It's not just Major League Baseball. It's not just, just the NFL. Football. You watch any Major League sporting event, and the grandstands are going to look empty. It's just a fact. There's just so much stuff to do now, like with uh, streaming and video games. Right. And, like, Pe- there's so much different content to consume. People are more of a stay at home and keep their money in their pocket than they are apt to go spend however X amount of dollars it is to Which drive. Which is a shame, and, because like you said, the NASCAR experience is a very unique experience. Right. I agree. So uh, that was that was all I really had to talk that about. Is, was yeah. there any other topics you wanted to touch on um, on our first podcast? Why not talk about a little bit about next week's race for a little bit? Well, they're off this week. Next week they yeah, head so meant, to... The uh, 27th, 28th of <laughs> April. That's what I meant to say. Yep, Sunday, April 28th. The Geico 500 at Talladega. Ooh, uh, Talladega, that's going to be good. Yes, yes. 2.66 miles of just... It's a short track. No, it's, it's long. 2.66 miles, Two man. Point, oh, wait. I, I thought, he's still no, learning, I'm, folks. He's, I still am learning. He, he's bad. still learning. It's okay. We'll learn you. We'll you'll learn a thing or two. Exactly. I don't know everything, but I know, you know you'll learn a thing or two. I've been learning more things <laughs> or two. The so, more you know, the more you learn. Talladega. Geico. I think this is going to be... An action-packed, is it going to be the typical Talladega race? I don't know. With this new package, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm excited that I don't know what to expect. You know, it's Talladega. It's, it's, you know, racing 200 miles an hour, inches off the bumper. That's so impressive. You know, holding your breath for an entire lap going around this track. I cannot wait to see what kind of race this new package brings out. So, yeah, Sunday, April 28th. The weekend of the 26th, 27th, 28th, 
um i'm excited to see it yeah and then uh their second podcast will be covering it hopefully yeah and then uh catch the final lap yeah tomorrow well technically it's always mondays at one mondays at one but i'm I'm making up a show so we're gonna have the final lap tomorrow going over last weekend's uh action at richmond motor speedway and yeah it's gonna be good thank you guys all for listening this was a hopefully uh hopefully you guys tune into this this will become a weekly thing yes and uh thank you for having me on your podcast anytime anytime john boy it's always a pleasure to have you thank you it's always a pleasure you guys have a great one have a good night folks peace